Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Extra time. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got uh, Sweary Adam. Hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you very much. I've got Jesse. I want to know why Adam was swearing. Yeah, I do. You meanie. Because Chris made fun of me and my fu- my nice fun stuff. It was just a lovely silent signal to tell him I was ready, and he had to make fun of it, like a bit, <laughs> like a bully would. A bully. So, I like so I, retali- I retaliated in the only way I know how. <laughs> uh, we got Justin. Hello. All right. All right. And we got Emma. Buenos nachos. <laughs> did you say nachos? I did, yeah. I'm, I'm just hungry now. Thanks. Yeah. Sorry about that. Emma, I think he's hungry. <laughs> Okay, so we've got loads of things to get through this week. We've got Champions League, Europa League, MLS, uh, a couple of Tadorias, and the Premier League. So we will start with, uh, seeing as she's back on this week, we will be nice and start in Group B in the Champions League with Spurs 5, Red Star Belgrade 0. Uh, Harry Kane and Son got 2, and Eric Lamella got 1. Jesse, how happy were you? Um, I was happy and I was angry because where has this been? <laughs> what the hell? Clearly we're capable uh, but not on a Saturday morning. Why? Why, friend? On a Sunday afternoon this weekend. Yeah. Um, this I'm... was a really nice like break from Premier League reality. It was Red Star Belgrade, and at one point, Marco Marin ran and forgot to carry the football when Spurs broke and scored. So it was a little. Yeah, I mean, you can only beat what's in front of you, but. They were very generous, weren't they? Could have had like two more. Like Lamella had two other chances. I mean, this was them sort of like uh, either reminding themselves or reminding Poch that they could play. Or I I don't quite understand how this is the same team of players that have been, you know, hypothetically tying with Watford. <laughs> it's just so bad. Eric Lamella was incredibly good, wasn't he? Yeah. He had a goal disallowed, and he did very well when he actually took his goal as well. Uh, who else saw this one? I just want to say there was nothing hypothetical about that draw with Watford. You stop it right now, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> who else saw this? Hypothetical if you live in denial, which is a beautiful place to be. That's a river <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> it's also where all the Tottenham fans live. Yeah, <laughs> clinging very hard. <laughs> but they're making it a little harder to live here, because clearly... You know, there's some skill and will left. So if it's not a lack of heart or des- and it's not, you know, a lack of talent, then what's happening? 
Uh, is it a, a dearth of players, or not a dearth, uh, opposite of dearth, whatever that is, uh, a large number of players in the last year of their contracts? I would go with surfeit. A surfeit? A plethora. Yeah. A plethora. Plethora, plethora is also good. Yeah. Uh, abundant. But the, abundant. aren't we talking about three people? I'm not sure that any of these <laughs> things are described. <laughs> Several, then. <laughs> there we go. A, a several of players. I, I hate to be a stickler under the rules. <laughs> oh, I think we were just doing a quick vocabulary test. I don't know. Actually, yeah. Um, you know, if that's the case, though, that's disappointing because that's no. If you're, if you are a Premier League player getting paid what you're getting paid playing <laughs> for a club like Spurs, <clears throat> that shouldn't preclude you from playing well no but talking i'm talking to you jan you know like <laughs> he's not here i'm afraid <laughs> but he too, was... busy getting, too busy getting punched in the face by harry kane but like regardless of whether you know regardless of, of what's happening with your contract like you would expect them to play at the top of their game well yeah. i don't know if jesse i don't know if you've seen it but there's there's some analytics that show that Spurs are, are running a great deal less than they have in previous seasons. And anecdotally, we've seen this a couple of times from managers who instill a high-pressing game in their teams. There's about a three- to four-year lifespan of that, and then players just get tired of it and, and either consciously tired of it and start rejecting it and save their bodies a little bit and press a little bit less, or just the, the, the mania you know, the collective mania that the team gets to be a high-pressing team, just it begins to fade. We saw it with Klopp's Dortmund in his last year of his tenure there. It wasn't just poor results. The, the analytics showed that they ran a lot less, and now we're seeing it with with, um, with Spurs. There's also, there's also a link to that with, with Pep and his Barcelona team. That's why he wanted to, to, to turn that team over and bring in a whole bunch of fresh players. And he wasn't given that that room by the president, so that's one of the reasons he left. So you can see that some managers are aware of that and can see that that, that buy-in isn't isn't maybe that but that is impossible to get that buy-in for a long time because people will either their bodies will start to let them down and like you said, just in defecto with that let the uh, let the team down, or they will check out mentally. Yeah, one of the two. It's just a hard, a hard sort of style of play to, to continue uh, through the extreme, the, the crowded fixtures that we have these days, and then to do it season after season. And as you say, you either turn over the players or the manager, as in as in Pep's case, he'll just choose to move on every few seasons uh, and get himself a, an entirely fresh batch to, to yeah. implement this style. Which is a different way of turning over players. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> Uh, okay, elsewhere in Group B then. Um, Olympiacos gave Bayern room for their money. Uh, they lost uh, 3-2 to Bayern Munich. Um, Robert Lewandowski with two. Uh, that's it. There was 20th and 21st goals already this season for Robert Lewandowski. Uh, and Talisa with a rather gorgeous third goal. Um, Emma, I was reading about Robert Lewandowski this week. He nearly came to Blackburn Rovers in 2010. But for uh, the Icelandic Ashcloud, his flight was cancelled. So, really? Yeah, so you you went alone in that particular week in losing out. That was wow. a Sam that was a Sam Allardyce Blackburn, wasn't it? Two thousand ten it probably would have been, wouldn't it? Wow, imagine uh, but... imagine what that would have been like for him. How long do you think he would have lasted? 
Like, the things he, the things he would have learned, the player he'd be today. Blackburn would have won the league, you guys. I'm imagining a Robert Lewandowski and Danny Graham forward line. <laughs> that would be very similar to just a Robert Lewandowski forward line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, okay, th- well, next up for Spurs, they are away at the Coliseum. Uh, they are playing Liverpool on Sunday afternoon. Um, Liverpool versus Spurs, well, Liverpool at home to Spurs. Uh, in the last 13, they've won eight, drawn four, and lost oh. just the one, Jesse. Oh, it's going to be so bad, you guys. But, I mean, I, I don't oh, remember. No. I, I kind of no. called this last week. Do you remember, Jesse? Uh, um, Emma, I kind of called the Man United result last week. I said it would be 1 all or 1 0 to Man United. You and, did. Yeah. Uh, you're a pessimistic self. Yeah, I called this. So I'm going to call you were it again. Right. I was right, sadly, yeah. Um, I'm going to call this again. Jesse. What are you calling? I'm calling a Spurs win. That's ridiculous. I don't think it is. I think they'll be full of vim and vigour no. after that game against They're midweek. Full Five of nil. tired legs. And Liverpool is going to be full of needing to pull back from the Man United match. Nice. And it's going to be 4-1 Liverpool. Yeah, go on, deep breath. Uh- uh oh, like no, no, no. <laughs> this, is, this is shallow hyperventilation here. There is no deep breathing on my end. Well, um, Spurs last beat a team starting the day on the top of the Premier League in November 1992 against Blackburn Rovers. That was pre Ryan. It was, and Adam was probably 28 still. <laughs> um, Gone, how do you see this one going? Anyone without a vested interest, just in Emma or Adam, how do you reckon? There's no way Liverpool don't win. I really, I'm sorry, okay. Jesse. I know. I listen. Thank you for the, the the reality check. You're right. I mean, I don't uh, think it'll be as bad as four one. I think it might be like two nil or something. But I think Liverpool will win. Oh, yeah, I think okay. it's going to be worse. I think we're going to somehow score the first one and then get like battered. You get battered. Without and, and it's going to be like a Loris own goal situation. Like, it's just he's got no crazy. arms. He's injured. Well, come back just to fuck everything up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be winning to about the 80th minute, then lose 2-1. Yes, it's going to be one of those. <laughs> Sorry, Justin, you were saying. I, I was just going to say that I can see the reason for just a little bit of um, caution and concern and, and doom, actually, from both sides. Because as, as bright a start, as amazing a start to the season as, as Liverpool have had, they've, they've looked a little bit weary the last few times out, and, and Klopp has sounded a little bit less than his... Wacky, carefree, ebullient self. He was was quite angry and stressed after the the Man United game, and they weren't really at their best midweek in the Champions League. I know we'll get to that, uh, but I agree with Emma. Playing at home, I don't think there's any way they don't find a way to get the three points. Okay, well let's let's hope let's hope they're listening to you, Justin. Um, well, speaking of Liverpool, they beat Genk for one in Belgium. Um, Alex Oxlade Chamberlain with two. That second goal. Can we talk about that second goal. Oh, that was good, wasn't it? Who saw this? Yeah, a little massage outside of the outside of the boot finish. Is that Traveller? I think it is, isn't it? Technically, I suppose, but it didn't have quite the Quaresma nine feet of bend. No, it was very, very good though. So he scored two, uh, Salimani and Mo Salah. Um, Genk did equalise, but they had that ruled out. So, like you were saying, Justin, it was four-one, but it wasn't sort of that sort of four-one, was it? It was quite a hard-fought four-one. 
I mean, I think any manager will take a 4-1 um, regardless of qualifications. But we hold Liverpool to a pretty high standard these days. And they just were made to labor for it a little more than you expected. You would be put to bed. Um, so that, that's, you know, admittedly, we're holding them to a, to a, a pretty high standard. And it's a, a results business. And they got the result. Yeah. Um, Nami Keita start, uh, started the game uh, unusually. 118 passes, which is the most of anybody. 12 interceptions and three tackles. So he's given them an extra bit of uh, strength and depth in midfield. Um, who saw the Divock Origi banner? Oh, I I read what it was and I saw that they took it down, but I thankfully didn't see it. Uh, well, basically, it was a banner of... I mean, it's weird because they said that the BBC website says Liverpool take down racist banner. And then the first thing I saw was a Bulgarian flag with no to racism written on it. And I thought, well, that's not too That's bad. what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> but I think they replaced the Those... banner with, with the no to racism one. That's, yeah. a mixed, that's a mixed message banner, though, because it says no to racism, but then it's got the Bulgarian flag. Yeah, apart from all the Bulgarian lot, they're all racist. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, basically, it was a um, it was a sort of rather large caricature of Divock Origi and something rather large he had between his legs, um, which kind of plays up to certain racial stereotypes. Uh, I don't think Romelu Lukaku was very happy with his last year, is he? When he got um, uh, the song with the same thing. Yeah. Um, Liverpool are. Uh, how went they say on trying to find the people that did that also in group E uh, Red Bull Salzburg 2 Napoli 3 Red Bull Salzburg have been involved in 20 goals so far in this Champions League campaign and I can't remember his first name is it Erling Haaland uh, has got 6 goals in 3 games Emma did you see this one uh, I saw the highlights yeah what do you reckon uh, he's pretty good isn't he <laughs> he's not bad is he yeah he's, he's alright he's born in England so I suppose he sort of qualifies for us doesn't he Oh yeah, he, he, didn't he say that he wanted to win the league with Leeds United or something because that's where his dad used to play? Yeah, oh, I love that. <laughs> well, that's going to happen, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, uh, Mary County overtaking Diego Maradona um, in the Napoli all-time goal-scoring charts. Uh, Maradona 115, uh, Dries Mertens 116. So it's just five now behind um, uh, behind Mary County on 121 goals. Um, they scored the winner literally a minute after Red Bull scored their second goal. Apparently, the goal music was still playing while uh, um, while Insigne scored the winner. You know what's going to happen now? What's that? Maradona is going to have to come back and score a goal because he does not like anybody overshadowing him. <laughs> he knows what he'll do. Um, so, top of Group E is Napoli on seven points, Liverpool on six, Red Bull Sopsburg on three, and Genk on one. Did you hear about anyone here about the two Liverpool fans? Who went to Ghent instead of Genk. Yes. Listen, I, 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 we're, we shouldn't give them any airtime. I feel like they did that on purpose <laughs> in the Daily Mail. It and does sound a little bit like that, doesn't it? It's not yeah, even that far apart. No, and do and you know how the, there's a, a couple times a year there'll be a story in, in, in some kind of tabloid, the son of the Daily Mail where a fan has erroneously gotten a tattoo predicting, you know, their side winning the Champions League or something. And then so there's this picture of him showing the tattoo and showing, and he's making a face as if to say, oh, oh no, what have I done? And he's absolutely done it on purpose. It's, it's a <laughs> horrific little publicity stunt. And I, 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 so my, there was a Man, there was a man very, City fan, a man City fan who's got a, uh, a Champions League winner's tattoo. After yes. Sheikh Mansour, like a 2009 
Yeah, the one who got the Kaká tattoo when yeah. Kaká was meant to sign with City and then didn't. Yeah. He's got it. Yeah, well, Kaká's the bottler. We all know that. Exactly, yeah. At least he's pretty. I mean, it's better the guy Kaká on your body than the guy who got the Martin Skirtle tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, is that you? I've not heard about this. <laughs> yeah. So, my jewelry. Body. My jaw is still on my floor from Adam calling Kakara a bottler. Well, do you, not, you don't no, remember I mean, the story? That's what, no. uh, the That's old, what Gary Cook called him. Thank you, Gary Cook, the old Man City was he CEO, yes. director. Uh, yeah. He called, he called Kakara a bottler for choosing not to sign for City <laughs> at that time. <laughs> and, and that was a different city. It was uh, a very different city, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, that so, was a, a, a city that had Rubinio, if I remember right. Right, right. <laughs> It was also Richard Dunn as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the way, nobody should get a Martin Skirtle tattoo. Just wait. Just be patient. Eventually, you'll be a skeleton. And uh, <laughs> I don't want to shame anyone. Get what you're going to get. If no. you have a Martin Skirtle tattoo and you're listening, I hope it makes you very happy. No shame. Uh, even even Martin Skirtle's wife wouldn't get a Martin Skirtle tattoo, though, would she? <laughs> Uh, okay, Group H is uh, Ajax nil, Chelsea one. Misha Batshuayi scored after eight six minutes. Um, I watched the highlights of this game and I thought Chelsea got lucky, but then people on podcasts that me and Adam listened to said this was quite an accomplished Chelsea performance. I don't like people being nice to Chelsea. I don't like it either. I don't like this sort of plucky underdogs. Playing Everything with I stand against. <laughs> These plucky kids he's playing with. It's like, well, you know, if they didn't have a self-imposed transfer ban, then. These kids wouldn't be anywhere near the team. But I, I, I thought they were but lots of maybe, that. That's maybe not true. I I only say that because there are older, more established players in that team who aren't pl- who Lampard is choosing not to play. Um, blah, 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 yeah, I suppose so. He could play William instead of Mount, for example. William has been playing. I think Giroud's the only one that's not really been playing, isn't he? Well, Giroud hasn't been playing. I'm sure there are others. Hmm. Did Did William play in the um, international break though for Brazil? Possibly. So was he maybe resting him? I don't know. But but William ha- William has certainly has not been a, 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 a first choice player under yeah. Lampard so far this season. But the, is it not a little bit like PSG, where you just have such a, again, plethora um, of players, and Mount is really good. I mean, you know. Surface. Yeah. And, and, and I think in a, in a way, like, it's not a great problem to have, because you don't want to have a player like William languishing on the bench, but at the same time, you do want to give a player like Mount the opportunity to grow and to play. So... I you know I wouldn't want that decision. True. Um, who saw the Quincy Promise uh, offside goal ruled out, which was by the very narrowest of margins. The sort of thing that they would get upset about on match of the day, but said, "Oh no, that's fine because it's English team in the Champions League." Who saw that? Was it one of those ones that was offside by like? A millimeter or something. Yeah, it was pretty much the sort of tip of his shoulder. He was offside by. Ah. Um, but Chelsea have got three clean sheets um, in the last three games, and they have um, uh, they won their last six, I think, haven't they? You're the one with six pager notes. You tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you 
must have heard it on another podcast this week. Yeah, <laughs> Do you know what I did? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. What, what's Duncan Alexander say about Chelsea? Do you know what? I didn't look at his tweets this week. <laughs> Lies. I've not seen it. Is that why you've turned your camera off, is it? So you can go scrolling through now? No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, elsewhere in that group, uh, Lille did something with Valencia. They drew 1-1 one, one with Valencia. So you've got um, Chelsea on six, Ajax on six, uh, Valencia on four, Lille on one. But Chelsea this weekend are uh, away at Burnley. Um, and Chelsea are home to... Uh, sorry, uh, Burnley are home to Chelsea. They've lost four at their last five, conceding at least twice in each game. But this season they've got nine out of 12 points at home. So they're doing pretty well. Anyone see a Burnley upset here? Yes. Yes, go on. Tell me why. Because <laughs> I want it to happen. Okay. And how will it happen? Um, with hopes and dreams. <laughs> uh, no, it's not going to happen. Anybody else think there's upset on the cards? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. terrible weather, 14th minute goal, then, you know, cool. 1-0. To I, I can just I can see lots of young lots of young inexperienced attacking players being uh, being outdone by Ben Mee and some grit and experience. Ashley Barnes and Chris Wood kicking them off the park. Yeah, I can probably see that as well. Actually, Justin, same. Yeah, yeah, and it would be beautiful to watch. <laughs> and then we'll all apologise to Ryan. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Well, he's, he's editing this podcast tonight, so yeah, we will. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry, Ryan. laughs> uh, Okay, in Group C, uh, Manchester City 5, Atlanta 1, Sergio Guerrero 2, Raheem Sterling with a hat-trick. That's 12 and 13 for him. Uh, Atlanta did take the lead for a penalty. Um, what really happened in this? Uh, Rodri got injured, so Manchester United... Um, forced to play defenders because for some reason they keep sticking John Stones and Otamendi on the You mean Manchester, Manchester City are forced to play defenders? What did I say? Did you, did you see Manchester the thing? United. Oh, did it's, a big, it's a big difference. <laughs> <laughs> did you see the thing with John Stones and the coin toss? No, that's Harry Maguire. Again. <laughs> Manchester United. Oh, Manchester God, City. Yeah, but they look the same. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, wasn't it John Stones who got told to sit in his seat by Guardiola? Yes, he got told Very aggressive. Yes, so. Okay. Sorry, all of you white but, men. I know you're all you're all different. Like, <laughs> John Stones had the black eye. Yes. Okay. And, and, John Stones got a black eye. Well, that's the that's the the universal question that we all wonder about anyone with a black eye. We I need to know what happened. Yeah. I, I will go up to strangers in public and say, just <laughs> tell me, tell me what happened. No, Justin. The one time I tried to do that in. When I first moved to Los Angeles and I thought I was going to have to help this woman, like, escape an abusive relationship, she told me she had just gotten a facelift. <laughs> well, that's Los Angeles. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. So, just, you know. Sometimes you what you think we're going to get. And from then on, you just assumed they were, everyone was a nose job, right? Yes. Everyone in the Trader Joe's in North Hollywood with black eyes. <laughs> Who's just in John Stones as a Botox? Could be. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he has a Martin Skrtel back tattoo. Again, not judging. <laughs> um, Emma, what did you make of the Phil Foden red card? Uh, he got two yellow cards, didn't he? Yeah. Did you see yeah. them? Yeah. Uh, I saw one of them. 
which I assume was the last one because he got a red card right after. Yeah, I don't know what he got booked for the first one. No, it was a bit it was sort of over nothing, really, wasn't it? It was sort of was yeah. a, a silly yellow card. It's one of my favorite things, though, in football the 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 two quick yellows in succession. Yes, I just absolutely love that, especially when it's a sub. Sub comes up, <laughs> gets booked again three minutes later. I don't care. That makes me very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, elsewhere in Group C, uh, Shakhtar and Dinamo Zagreb drew 2-2. So City top on 9, then Dinamo and Shakhtar for reach. And then um, Hipster's Choice, Atalanta on Nulpois. Uh City next are at home to Aston Villa early on Saturday kickoff. Uh, Jack Grealish versus David Silva is going to be good fun, isn't it? Not for my fantasy league. No? <laughs> You've got both of them. No, well, the got pro- yeah. yeah, the problem is David Silva has teammates. Uh, that's true <laughs> yeah I don't know I think Aston Villa have done okay so far John McGinn's done okay uh, Wesley's they have. scored a few goals I think they're sort of doing par for the course I quite like Aston Villa anyway I know Ross hates I know too. I think they've been sort of wonderfully they've been surprising they've been they've been good yes I think you're right can I interrupt to say that Southampton are currently 4-0 down at home in the 38th minute to Leicester Amazing. Are they? They are down. They are down to ten men, and it is absolutely. They are down to ten down. men. Yeah. I didn't see the red card, so I can't tell you. But it's... what annoys if you, if you want to complain about fantasy teams, Emma, I can say that what's quite annoying is in a situation where Leicester has scored four goals and Jamie Vardy has played no part in any of them. <laughs> <laughs> is this why you were sat side onto us and then turned your camera off? I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, are we all going for a City win then against Aston Villa? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Sounds like the kind of thing they would do. Yeah. yeah. The last nine Villa away trips at City, they've lost nine and then a group of, uh, <laughs> of 30 to 4 with goals against and scored. So it's pretty pretty nailed on. Right, well, elsewhere in the Champions League, uh, Group A, Bruges nil, PSG 5. Um Killing Mbappe came on as a 52nd minute substitute and bagged himself a hat trick. Maricardi scored two, a couple of gorgeous assists by uh, Angel Di Maria. Um, Chris? Who? Who who had the assist? Uh, Jesse, you have to. Um, I, I can't keep teaching you the Spanish, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> Angel <laughs> Di Maria. Angel Di Maria. I think I learned about him in geometry class once. <laughs> Go on then, how do you say it? No, no, I think you're doing a great job. I think you could also, though, sometimes choose to say the G as a huh, and that would also be okay. <laughs> like That's constructive. <laughs> <laughs> I was confused for a while there, thinking there's no G in Di Maria. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> silent. <laughs> uh, and Galatasaray nil, Real Madrid won. Um, Tony Cruz scored a bit of the deflection. I thought Real Madrid got a bit lucky in this. Um... Thibaut Courtois with a couple of good saves in the first half. It's their first Champions League win in four games for Real Madrid. Anyone see the highlights of this one? Or indeed the I PSG saw the one? incredible miss that happened. Uh, oh, was this the Galatasaray miss? Yeah. It was pretty extraordinary, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yes, anyone see the PSG game as well? I won't, no, I, I won't watch them tomorrow, really. I've, I've only got so many eyes. <laughs> 
Okay, so Group A, PSG, top on 9, Madrid 4, Bruges 2 and Galatasaray 1. Group D, Atletico Madrid 1, Bayern and Neil. Uh, and a very lucky Juventus 2, Lokomotiv Moscow 1. Um, Lokomotiv Moscow were 1-0 up till the 77th minute, uh, having taken the lead in the 30th minute. And I think they got something like sort of 20% possession. And then two goals in two minutes for Paolo Dybala. His first one was just amazing, sort of smashed from the edge of the area. Um they got out of jail a bit on this one, did Juventus? Because it didn't look great. That's a really interesting choice of words that you use for getting out of jail in Juventus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, particularly the breaking news you gave us. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah just... <laughs> uh, so Juventus and Atletico Madrid top on seven points each. Lokomotiv Moscow three by Leverkusen nil. Group F is Inter two, Dortmund one. Uh, Lataro Martinez and Candreva scoring there. Um, and then Emma, Slavia Prague oh, 1. Oh, God. Barcelona <laughs> 2. Emma, yeah. what happened? Um, well, we got really, really, really lucky. You were rubbish. <laughs> yeah, we were. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Give us all. Um, well, you know, it's diff- we're not very good away from home. I think, <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> Um, oh, and they racially abused Nelson Semedo, which was nice of them. <gasps> See, why uh, did they stop the game then? No, they carried on. No, not okay. But there was monkey noises. I heard them. Oh. Uh, um, yeah, and have you seen the pictures um, of the state of the dressing room that our players left it? it? Oh, my God. looked like they had a massive fight. <laughs> there was shit everywhere. It's extraordinary. But yeah, we got really, really lucky. They and had 24 Luis shots. Luis Suarez did not score that second goal. That was an own goal. You know what? I, uh, fine. Uh, <laughs> so, like, if if that is happening, if if one of your players, if a player, if a person is being racially abused, I don't, I don't think you play well. That's horrifying. Yeah, and it, it was really noticeable as well, and they didn't do anything about it. They just kept playing. So didn't, didn't England win six 0 That's a hill you're dying on alone, Adam. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't really want to die on that hill. <laughs> no, you don't. Before, I just wanted to make that point before someone else did. And Jamie Vardy has finally scored it. It's five 0 and it's not even half time. Good. That was a hill of gammon you were going to die on there. <laughs> <laughs> And Jamie Vardy saved me from that. <laughs> I also like the transition from uh, racial abuse to Jamie Vardy. Just, you know, keep going, guys. We're doing great. Seamless. Seamless. <laughs> um, Adam, Adam, you're about 20 to 30 seconds ahead of my feed, so you just uh, predicted that goal. Oh, spoiler me. alert. Now tell them about the uh, Apologies. It's time for a bit of spread betting, isn't it? I mean, Adam can feed just in information. You just think you put a bet on. Surely. <laughs> uh, yes, you had 13 shots compared to Slavi Prague's 24, didn't you? So Yes. It's not gone Essentially, well. Essentially, we got <laughs> hammered. <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah. You're still top of the group, though, Group E. So you're on seven. Yes, we are. Uh, Inter on four, Dortmund on four, and Slavi Prague on one. And finally, uh, Group G, Red Bull Leipzig two, Zenit one. Um, that's a bit of volley. was Benjamin Pavard-esque, wasn't it? Who saw that? I saw it. It was amazing. Oh, that was gorgeous, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, what was better, that or Anthony Lopez's error in the Benfica Leon game? I haven't seen it. Have you not? Justin, you saw this, didn't you? Nope. Oh, it's pretty disastrous. What did you do? Yeah. Do you want to be performing Monkey Let- and tell me what happens? 
was just a, just about get just about to injury time, right? One one, and he uh, collected the ball at the corner of his his penalty area and slung a throw towards midfield, just sort of haphazardly into a group of players, one of whom for Benfica whacked it first time into the empty net. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a good finish. It was a great finish. Justin, did you, uh, but, did you ever have an assist or a goal? Well, luckily I wasn't able to throw it that far. Did you ever kick it that far? You know, my, my, my mistakes are not currently on video, and, and so I, I don't have to own up to any of them ever having happened. <laughs> I'm, I'm, an assistant, I'm an assistant in the right hand. You know, this was 1980s England. The ball was in the air pretty much all the time. Yeah. True. Who was it? Was it um, Goicochea who, who scored all the goals? Shilavert. Uh, Shilavert um, and uh, uh, Rogerio Seni, Brazilian. Yeah. People. That doesn't, doesn't Gorgia, really count. Taking, taking free kicks is a cheating, though, really, isn't it? Yes. It right. is. It is. The all-time best goalkeeper equalizer was Brad Friedel because he went he went forward in, in late in a game for Blackburn Rovers and, and scored the equalizer and then celebrated like a maniac and then they kicked off and he, he conceded immediately. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, I was quite like I was quite like the one um, Tim Howard scored because he refused to apologize because he didn't uh, refused to celebrate. Sorry. Because he didn't want to, him. he felt like he'd embarrassed his opposition goalkeeper. Yeah, I, I, that was. I, I, he got a lot of credit around the goalkeeper union for that. Who did that? Boric did that against Begovic, didn't he? He refused to celebrate. Yeah, I'd he, celebrate. Big knee slide in your own area. <laughs> I could, to Jordan Pickford esque. I can imagine Pickford doing that. <laughs> Pickford would run up all the way to the other goalkeeper, flashing V's in his face. <laughs> Uh, it was the Europa League on Thursday night. Slovan Bratislava 1, Wolves 2. Um, Partizan Belgrade 0. Manchester United 1. Thanks for the Martial penalty. Porto 1, Rangers 1. Celtic 2, Lazio 1. And then Arsenal 2 1 down at home to uh, Vitoria of Portugal. Uh, two Nicolas Pepe free kicks, seems we're talking about free kicks, uh, gave them a 3 2 win. Anyone see these goals? These were extraordinary free kicks. Yeah, I saw the free kicks. Um, I, I forgot that I forgot they were playing at home. Got caught up in their traffic, so refused to engage in the situation at all. Guy, <laughs> I mean, they were pretty good. But the first one from the corner of the area was excellent, wasn't it? Yeah, the first one was better than the second one. Yes. I really liked that he he didn't even he didn't celebrate, did he? He kind of looked I don't know, kind of he smiled and gave like a really half-hearted like yay, but. He didn't seem to celebrate, did he? He had his business head on, didn't he? He wasn't. Yeah. I, I think there was a thing about sort of celebrating against Victoria at home. Or <laughs> maybe it was that. I mean, yeah, they didn't have anything to celebrate, did they? Really, they were pretty awful, from what I hear. Yeah, they can't um, be. They can't be any worse than standard of the age were when I watched them last time. <laughs> I maybe they need you to go. Maybe that's what it is. They missed you. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> these are, I told you. These are your teams. You should ditch Everton. Fuck you. <laughs> Jerry Tom I've heard that today. <laughs> um, did you hear about ever hear the guy that rang up the Danny Baker show? Um, the standardly aged guy. He bought a standardly aged tie on eBay, um, and he used to turn up to sort of lower league English clubs wearing a standardly aged tie, pretending to be a scout. And every week they would fall for it. And they'd welcome him in and give him a seat in a box and sort of uh, a nice sort of slap up meal and everything and then he'd say oh yes I'll, I'll be in touch about buying your winger or something and then he'd go to the next club a week later and, and worked his way around the lower league grounds that is absolutely evilly genius 
It's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. actually a pretty, it's pretty a foolproof plan, apart from the food poisoning that I assume comes along with that. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who's been through a lot of lowly grounds, just in your time, I can, I'll take your word for that. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, other bits and bobs. Uh, Asian Champions League, Al-Hilal 2, Al-Sad 4, so um, Hilal go through 6-5 in aggregate to the final, where they will face Urama Reds, who beat Guangzhou 3-0 in aggregate on 1-0 on the ninth. So um, the first leg of that final being the November the 9th. Copper Libertadores, Justin? Very exciting. <laughs> yeah, this year, Justin. <laughs> yeah. Buckle but you know, it's... I, I, just to catch up, I, I'm sure people know, but, but uh, River advanced to the final for the second consecutive season by eliminating Boca Juniors. But it's funny how spoiled he get as a supporter. Uh, this is this is a a golden era for for River and maybe the best River team of all time. Certainly the best against their measured against their contemporaries. Five years ago, had you told me that River would eliminate. Boca from the Copa Sudamericana, then beat them in a Copa Libertadores final, and then the very next season eliminate them in the semifinals. And I think they beat them in a Copa Argentina along the way too. Uh, I mean, I would have been un- unbelievably excited over the moon, everything you can think of. But I was actually a little disappointed with the second leg the other night. The, the going in with a 2-0 lead, simply playing the way River play and, and getting a goal would have silenced the Bombonera. Um, and uh, the humiliation would have been complete. They unfortunately played a pragmatic sort of sort of game and, and eventually conceded a goal in the 80th minute and lost on the night 1-0 and advanced at, uh, on aggregate 2-1. But I was just that tiny bit disappointed that it wasn't um, a little bit more uh, comprehensive and humiliating for Boca. And then I had to check myself and remember you just knocked Boca out of the delivery doors, you know, for the second year running. It's it's, a, it's an amazing time, and it's, it's really all down to, to the manager, Marcelo Gallardo. I was going to say, how long will Marcelo Gallardo be your manager for? It's probably not much longer, but people were predicting he would leave yeah, all the way back in 2015 when they won the Liquid Divorce. He, he's, he's a river man, of course, um, and, and he's strongly connected to the club, and I think he wants to leave more than just a legacy of trophies. I think he wants to make sure that the, the youth system is continuing to produce players, because, of course, the, the young star players continue to get sold off and, and there will be more of this current squad that, that end up playing in, in Europe next season. Um, he just keeps rebuilding the squad year to year. I mean, the, the team that beat Boca last year, uh, he lost Pete Martinez from that team. He's, he's had one Fernando Quintero out injured up until just this past week. And they've just continued to click on with... with Without missing missing a beat, it's just been an amazing amazing time. We suggested last week, didn't we, Emma, that there might be a Galado shaped hole in the dugout at Barcelona. We did, yeah. And now saying all this, that they've got they, they, this will be a difficult final. Um, so Flamengo will beat will beat Gremio to pieces to absolute death in the other semi final, and they've been uh, underachievers in this competition for a very long time. I think I'm right in thinking they've only won it one time. Um, and it, River might be getting to the end of, of the, sort of like we, what we discussed with Liverpool earlier. Um, you can only, it can only work for so long at, at such a high rate of efficiency. And I, I actually make Flamengo's slight favorites for the final. There's also a little confusion about where it will be played because of the social unrest in Chile. It's meant to be in Santiago. Um, already now we're starting to hear a rumour that it may be moved to Paraguay to Cerro Porteño's ground, so we'll, we'll have to see. Okay. Um, 
what else have we got? So, uh, oh, Patrice Evera talked about his toughest opponent he ever played this week. Who wants to hazard a guess as who that might have been? Luis Suarez. Nope. Yeah, nope. <laughs> he did talk about that, though. <laughs> yeah, didn't Jamie Carragher apologise for the way that they handled that whole situation? Uh, he did, didn't he? You got Monday Night Football. Did you watch it? I didn't watch it, no, but I, I imagine it, the photos of him wearing a T-shirt... Uh, saying we Lewis Suarez is innocent is pretty damning right yeah, it wasn't great he didn't have very, what I meant is he, he didn't have very many angles to work don't, <laughs> don't forget the official the official club statement that they put on their website um, in the, as soon as that ruling came down repeated a lie that had uh, sort of a, a conspiracy theory about Patrice Ever having falsely accused other players of, of racial abuse over the years in fact he never had um, other other players or the referee in one case had brought those those charges and, and ever himself had never done it and the, the official website repeated that lie. It was a pretty shameful response and it was good of Carragher to own up to that. Yeah. And, uh, he, and it's not on him. He, he took it you know upon himself as a representative unofficially of Liverpool and something the club itself should have done a long time ago. Um, I think, well basically he was sat in the same studio as him and it was kind of an extremely big elephant in the room. Um, so it sort of did get mentioned but he said he should have stepped up more at the time and said we shouldn't be doing this um, but anyway Patrice Everest toughest opponent anybody it's messy no it's always messy no not messy still currently playing in the Premier League playing in the Premier League yeah plays for Liverpool James Milner yes Really? Yeah. <laughs> he said that um, uh, James Milner apparently laughed when he said it and said, "Is he never played against Messi?" That was what he said when people mentioned <laughs> him. So, um, but basically, uh, Patrick Sever was thinking about this. Was I'm an I'm an attacking fullback, so my job basically is to attack the big space where their attacking fullback has just left. Uh, but James Milner was never ever an attacking fullback when he played there, and so I was attacking space where Milner always was, and it was just really difficult to get past. He said, at least with Messi, at least you know he's going to do something incredibly difficult, so you try and legislate for that if you can. But, yeah, James Milner is the toughest opponent he'd ever faced. I do really like James Milner. I do. Don't you, Adam? He just seems like such a nice guy. He does, doesn't he, Adam? He had it all going for him until a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> he made an ill-fated trip down the East Lanks Road and he's dead to you. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost many a good man to that trip. <laughs> uh, okay, so what else have we got? Oh, a couple of Brazilian clubs uh, protested against the government's lack of response to um, oil slick off the uh, north coast of Brazil. Uh, oh, crikey. I mean, if you laughed at my Spanish pronunciations, I hope you don't speak Portuguese. Um, Bahia, uh, who normally play in red and blue, had black marks on their jersey and... Chera uh, wore black gloves during the Brazilian national anthem as that was played. Um, what else have we got? MLS, Justin. Absolute mental games so far. There's a new format in MLS for the playoffs this year. For people who don't know, they used to do a two-legged tie home and away, and now it's just this, the one single game um, hosted, I guess, by whoever finished higher in the league. And they've they've all been. Uh, 
you, you would expect like pragmatic, cautious games in in that format, but it's been the opposite. There's been no defending whatsoever, no midfield, just end to end goals flying in all over the place. The, LA, the LAFC, LA Galaxy game last night was a great example of that. Just just uh, goals, goals, goals. Didn't Zlatan make some sort of obscene gesture to a fan in that game? Yes, yes, he did. At the end of the game, walking off, he, he um, I, I think that the professorial way to say it would be he grabbed his junk. He's a classy guy, isn't he? Yeah. Bob Bradley wasn't happy at the end of that game either, was he? Just in? No, it was. He was a bit of a, a whiny baby, in my view. He was a pretty innocuous question that was asked of him uh, about Carlos Vela. The the the, the the reporter said, you know, some have questioned his mentality in big games. He came up huge for you tonight. He was essentially setting Bob Bradley up to say, you know, yeah, any previous criticism of him was completely unfounded. You saw what he did tonight. Instead, Bob got very aggrieved uh, that anyone would have ever in the past questioned Bella about this, and he stormed off. Uh, so it made for good theater. Yeah, he did play very well, didn't he, Carlos? I mean, it's good for him because of what... Um... Uh, because of what um, Zlatan said after the first what is it, it's El Trafico isn't it after what he said after the first fixture Zlatan sort of came out with a few comments about what sort of car he was compared to Vela yeah it was I mean, I mean that, that back and forth was again Zlatan does these things as we know why he does these things he does it for, for the theatre and the attention yeah. I don't know that we're ever supposed to take it all that seriously. I don't know. I think it's the kind of thing you, as an opponent, put up on your on your dressing room for motivation, because I don't think he really genuinely believes it himself. It's just a thing he does and thing he says. But Vela was fantastic, and I don't remember which goal, goal it was because there were so many. But I think the third goal where where he was knocked down, and he, and he while on the on the deck was able to spin and get up and play the ball for a finish, all in the same motion. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, it was New York City 1, Toronto 2. That was decided by a uh, very late um, Penenka penalty from uh, Pozuelo, isn't it? Pozuelo? Yeah, very gutsy penalty. Yeah, he's got that in his locker, isn't he, to do something sort of extraordinary? Yeah, you know, always wonder, how, you know, the reaction to if something like that doesn't come off. Yes. There's one thing, a Penenka in a, in a single elimination uh, format like that, a few minutes on the clock, pretty gutsy. Yeah, and then Sounders 2, Real Salt Lake nil, and Atalanta 2, Philadelphia nil. How long before Joseph Martinez comes to Europe? Because he's an extraordinary player, isn't he? Yeah, everything he touches turns to gold there. Um, it, the, it's worth watching if, if people haven't seen it. The second goal, the second finish. Uh, hit on the half volley right into the top corner of the, um, at the near post side. Tremendous goal. He's, he's been incredible this year for Atlanta. Yeah, but he's been doing that sort of all season long, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. You know, there was a lot of discontent at the start of the season with Frank DeBoer taking over from Tata Martino and, and not off to the best start. And his goals kept them afloat, kept them in the hunt. And then eventually in the last six weeks or so, everything began to gel. Yeah. Um, Adam, you got your hand up. Want to ask a question? Yeah, before we talk, talk about the Premier League, I just want is anyone else a bit bored of the Champions League? Yes. But the group yes. stages. Like yes. how many teams can win five nil, and I can still be considered to watch this? Yeah, the, it's a bit. Of a, it's a problem, right? Not for me. Because yeah, I know there's, that, there's I know so that, many groups. There's I, a lot of teams. 
I know that PSG won five nil the other day, but all five goals were had something pretty special about them, be it the finish or the Di Maria assist or something. That's your defense of a five nil game. That... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was never a lawyer. I'm Lionel Hutz. Yeah. <laughs> people people watch watch sport as a contest, not as a not as a, not as an ex, as an exhibition, which is what these are turning into at that point. Like, why would you watch a game where you already know what the outcome is going to be so heavily? I know what you're saying with that, but at the same time... like You mean like the Merseyside Derby? Because <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment in that one. <laughs> I mean, Barcelona only just won. Uh, Real Madrid only just won as well. Um, and you still get entertaining games like Benfica, Lyon and, and fixtures like that this week. I know what you're saying about... But, t- but the, point, the, point, the point there is that they got battered and they still won. In Barcelona's case. Yeah. We what do you say? What you... Getting battered and they still won. And then when teams, when when so even when it, everything is breaking against them, they're still not losing the games. And when everything breaks for them, you have what five teams scoring five, four teams scoring scoring five goals. What do you think the fix is for that, Adam? Um, there, I'm not sure there is a good fix. The start would probably be would be. Um, a more equitable share of Champions League revenues, but then that's used domestic competitions for those clubs, and you end up with Celtics. I mean, it seems you know it'd be the simple. There's no way they're doing this. You can't put the you can't put the cat back in the bag. But but just fewer teams qualifying, higher standards to qualify, groups of three with only one progressing. I mean, any any anything that would make the competitive balance tighter. How about if you went to the old European well, Cup maybe, maybe. Well, right. That's that's kind of what I'm uh, suggesting. But but obviously, it's it's too big money now for 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 anyone to ever approve that. You could take the you could take the seeding away from the groups, so that you might have one group with that just ends up being Barcelona, Bayern Munich, Madrid, Liverpool, that kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, for the neutral. Emma, you're a team that regularly talks teams five 0 in the Champions League. What do you reckon? Oh, sorry, I'm here. Uh, yeah, well, we used to be a team that did that, but not anymore. Do you see what Adam said, um, or what would you do? Yeah, it is kind of boring, isn't it? It's... Although, having won scrappily 2-1 the other night, I suppose you'd quite fancy a sort of 5-0. Do you know what? In the return leg, it would be amazing to win 5-0. <laughs> just, just, just to chill, you know, just to chill it all out. It'd be great. I mean, I, I pretty much checked out on the Champions League and I'll check back in after the group stages because I imagine if I looked if I imagine if I go and look at those groups there'll be what is that eight is there eight Champions League groups mm. um, I imagine I could have I could I could probably have picked 15 of the 16 teams that will qualify from them on yeah, game they... week one and, and that'll probably be the case when it comes to game week six there will be one moment of mild drama in one of the groups where one of the sides we expect to progress to the knockout stage is in trouble in their final in their final group stage, and they need to win it in order to indeed secure their qualification, and they'll win four 0 Yeah, look, that's generally at, what we get. Look at how bad Tottenham were in the group stages last year, and they still made it to the final. Lion Munich. Hmm. 
You should write, I don't know. To, I mean, write to UEFA with your solution. I'm, well, I'm not coming up with a solution. I'm just moaning. I'm sorry. There's a difference. <laughs> That's so much easier, Chris. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, OK. Bits and bobs in leagues around uh, Europe, around the world we've got. Uh, there's no Clasico this week in Spain, Emma, because you can't behave yourself. Yay! What are you going to do instead? Stress-free weekend. <laughs> I'm going to do... I, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to go to the cinema or something. Nice. Yeah? Okay. That's probably yeah. easier. Uh, so what have we got? So obviously yourselves and Real Madrid are top. Uh, Granada on third place and Real Sociedad in fourth. Uh, so Granada playing Betis and Celta playing Real Sociedad. Um, I did mention Atletico. did wrap down Atletico Bilbao against Atletico Madrid. Or Atletico Madrid. Wrong way around. I got that. Uh, both teams played... Nine games got eight goals. That's not very interesting, is it? I mean, how many times do we have to tell you that only one of those teams has a H in there? I know, I know. <laughs> I realised as soon as I said it. <laughs> uh, okay, in Italy, Juventus top on 22, into 21, Atalanta, then Napoli. So uh, Juventus are away at Lecce and uh, Inter at home to Parma. Um, well, the game of the weekend does look a bit like it could be Roma versus Milan, although they're t- both of them are sort of in sixth and twelfth place. Uh, right, Germany, where it is a little bit more tighter. Gladbach and Wolfsburg are top on 16 points each. Gladbach are home to Frankfurt, and Wolfsburg are at home to Augsburg, who drew 2 2 with Bayern last week, didn't they? Um, Borussia Dortmund are away to Schalke, and Bayern are home to Union Berlin. In France, it is Le Classique. Uh, Adam, that's French for the classic, uh, between PSG and Marseille this weekend. Uh, PSG top by five points. Um, how how can a game against a team that's younger than me be a class be a classic? Which team is younger than you? Is, isn't wasn't PSG formed in like the nineties? Nineteen seventy two, I think it was. Uh, I'm a bit older than that. I'm a bit younger than that. Yeah. Okay, but still, they're not that old. You can't really. Is that a classic? That's what they call it. Well, it feels like they're forcing it. It feels <laughs> like it feels like none of these games really had that many names, and then there was a lot of trying to brand off a classico. Yeah, Super Classico, El Classico, De Classico. Yeah, don't feel like it was a thing, and then it it tried to become a real big thing. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, in Scotland, Aberdeen versus Celtic, and Motherwell versus Rangers. Uh, Celtic and Rangers both top on twenty two points. Uh, what else we've got? Holland is Ajax versus Feyenoord. Uh, Russia, there are two Moscow derbies: Seska versus Dinamo and Lokomotiv versus Spartak. Turkey's Besiktas versus Galatasaray. Uh, there are two derbies in the A-League this weekend, guys. Uh, Western United and Melbourne versus Melbourne City and Western Sydney Wanderers versus Sydney FC. Adam, which one are you watching? Are they on in the morning? Oh, no, you'll be watching the Calder Appropriation, won't you, instead? Surely, Chris, surely you're going to be at your local rugby club. Uh, no, I'll be in my front room watching it. <sighs> you're not going to go out and watch it, are you? No, I'm not going to go out and watch it. No, good man. Um, and I had a guy at work telling me that he went to watch the game last weekend where it was £25 to get in but he said that was the bonus was you got two pints and a breakfast it is now now even in uh, even in London where you might pay upwards of £6 a pint Chris that's still an expensive breakfast what you spent £25 to get to a pub to watch yeah to watch rugby People, yeah, yeah. The worst thing about rugby is the fans that watch it. I've always maintained that. 
Yeah, but you but you're starting to to cross that line where the you're the worst thing about you about it is the people complaining yeah, about I the know. people who are... <laughs> Yeah, I do understand that. Uh, Justin, is this an exhibition match tomorrow, the uh, Rugby World Cup semi-final? I, I don't know enough about it to make it. No. <laughs> uh, and finally, across the world, in South Africa, it's Melanie Sundowns versus Kaiser Chiefs. That's first versus second. Um, I predict the right going on there. Uh, right. In South Africa, I feel like you're intentionally trying to find more and more obscure leagues now. No, it's whatever comes up on the ESPN fixture list on their website. There is, a cla- there, there is a Classico in South Africa. It's not Mamelodi Sundowns and Kaiser Chiefs, but it does involve Kaiser Chiefs. It's the Orlando Pirates, isn't it? Correct, correct. Yeah. Um, you should get out more, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like the problem is that you're not getting out more because you're watching fucking A-League at 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's true. Go outside uh, and smell the flowers. <laughs> I need to. Uh, okay, so uh, let's come back to the Premier League then. So at the moment, you're saying Southampton are uh, getting a bit of a hiding from Leicester. Yeah, I five think they're, they're, they're 5-0 down, and Leicester are paying... Like, I know this sounds stupid, like, Leicester are going to batter them. I know they're already 5-0 down, but they are not relenting in this first sort of eight minutes after half-time. Well, I've got Jamie Vardy and Danny Ings in my fantasy team, and you're saying that Jamie Vardy hasn't scored yet. No, he got one. He got the Jamie, Jamie Vardy has scored, and I think Danny Ings has been taken off. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> Great. <laughs> uh, OK, so uh, we'll pass that on by. First of all, then, uh, Brighton versus Everton. I'm going last but one on match of the day for this one. Uh, what do you mean? We're good now. After me thinking we were rubbish and not really engaging in the West Ham game, we won 2-0. Uh, yeah. Turns out we were good. Turns out we were good all along. Yeah, but do you want to know something? What's that? Uh, in the last 10 games Everton have played on the south coast of England they've drawn 3 lost 7 won 0 I've probably been to a lot of those <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, uh, to be fair though that, that normally gets worse the further west we go because we are famously we get nothing from Bournemouth oh really? ok so how do you feel about this? Well, at, one, at one point Aaron Leonard scored I think a winner in the 97th minute to make it 3-2 in a game that we still conspired to draw <laughs> I com- agree with everything that's been said. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear us talk about realize- Suarez and Reese, isn't it? Jesse didn't realise <laughs> Jesse didn't realise Jesse's politics had changed so drastically. <laughs> You're a Nigel Farage fan as well, are you? <laughs> Such a inspiring uh Build that wall. Build that wall. <laughs> Lock her up. Um, <laughs> Brighton. Say that again, sorry. That's the wall that they're building in Brighton. That's right. Yes. Yeah. To keep hove people out. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, then. What are your kind of scores going to be? Um. Now you see, I'm I'm really I'm in trouble here because after last time I was, I wasn't on last week. The week before I I gave up on Brighton, and then I think they won that game three 0 That was the Spurs game, wasn't it? And then I gave up on Everton, and they won two now. So, what do I do here? Oh, I don't know. Give up on both of them. Yeah, nil nil. <laughs> no, I don't want to give up. I want to re-believe in Brighton, right? And <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be how this shit works. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what Everton side turns up from from game to game. Shane um, Coleman. I've no idea. Excellent. Does that um, make a difference? 
doesn't it doesn't make a difference it doesn't right people, for... like half the time have been playing with 10 men i feel like so maybe this will be one of those matches and it's on the same um, coast. i'm trying to help adam so did you hear the south coast uh, i think we will build I did. I heard the great stat, but I didn't hear if that was like, you know, four o'clock British Standard Time after the fall harvest. Yeah, <laughs> when, when the humidity was below 60%. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just to go to Adam's point earlier about Leicester not relenting in this match with Southampton, they've just scored the sixth, and the entire, all 11 players on the pitch have joined in the celebration. I can't believe it's, oh, oh, so it's okay when Leicester celebrates, but it's not okay when certain women's national teams celebrate. I see you. I see that. And they're delighted with this sixth goal. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, they are playing against fellow professionals, Jesse, as opposed to amateurs. <laughs> Thailand are professionals. <laughs> oh, Megan Scott's having a baby, isn't she? Alex Morgan is having Alex a baby. Alex Morgan, sorry. We're all the same. It's fine. They all look, they all all look the white, same. <laughs> all the white men look the same. All the women footballers are the same. <laughs> uh, okay, Watford versus Bournemouth. Uh, Watford still to win in the Premier League, um, and oh, they haven't dear won God, at home. Six nil. Um, Jamie Vardy's just scored it seven nil. Oh, oh God! Oh, what is happening? Not yet on my TV, but thank you, Adam. <laughs> well, I, I, I gave you I gave you a break on the last one and I remembered and this time as soon as Emma said that I had, it, it literally was as he scored. There's <laughs> the ball coming across face of goal, already heads in, seven nil. Yep. Has he yep. done the ears thing at the Southampton fans to celebrate? And let me tell you, yeah, no, he hasn't done that, but he's done a little jig, danced a little jig and jumped. <laughs> no. and again again the whole squad is celebrating jumping he doesn't, on top he doesn't of each other. need to do he doesn't need to do the ear thing because it, there's no there's time there. there. absolutely yeah, there's there. down. <laughs> What I like, well, also, what's quite good about this is a game that cur- currently has seven goals in. Match of the day have tied their own hands and have forced themselves to put this last. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Watford at home in the Premier League to Bournemouth. Um, they've not won. They've drawn six and lost two. Uh, and Josh King has got five versus five and six at Vicarage Road against Watford. So I'm going to go for a Bournemouth win on this one. Agreed. Yeah. Anybody else got anything different on that? That would just make tying against them even crueler <laughs> yeah Watford are very good are they no we're getting to the I point I think that's what... about the, the... come on I mean don't, yeah, don't you just want don't you just want good things for the left players though surely come on I mean yeah but he decided he wanted to sign for Watford he brought it on himself <laughs> I don't think he did decide he wanted to sign for Watford that was well, his option. Happy to stay there. <laughs> I do want good things for him, but you know, he deserves better. Should've he does. But he would have liked. He would have liked to if some cheeky Barcelona people hadn't exercised an option, <laughs> which was the biggest waste of time ever because it really didn't work for him, and we sold him to Watford. So, <laughs> well, you were always going to do that. Um, we were, yeah. Sorry about don't that. get me get into the nitty-gritty of Delafeu because it just upsets me and <laughs> uh, West Ham versus Sheffield United uh, Sheffield United along with Liverpool are the only unbeaten away team in the Premier League this season um, and since the start of the 16-17 season Christine, Chris Wilder not Christine Wilder 
Uh, Chris Wilder has got 79 league wins. Um, only Pep and Jurgen Klopp have got more. He's not yeah. Bad, he? Different, different. Got, got them against some different teams, though, didn't he? Uh, but equivalently, he would have had worse players, wouldn't he? On his team to choose from. Also playing against worse players. Uh, it's a, it sort of levels itself out, doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, you, you, you can tell that to Pep. See what he says. I mean, I mean, yeah, it levels itself itself out to an extent. But does that does does that make someone uh, the they they're not the greatest manager in the world, are they? Just because they won seventy or game? No, that's true. You you suggesting that you could have done the same with the same resources? Um, probably eighty, I imagine. <laughs> yeah, tell us about your current football manager save. <laughs> yeah, come on, Adam. <laughs> I don't have a current football manager save at the moment, but but people people need to learn that no one cares about you. The only person who cares about your football manager save is you. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Newcastle versus Wolves in the Tamirikets Spire Derby. Uh, Wolves are unbeaten in their last four. Um, but Newcastle have collected the fewest Premier League points at home, but weirdly have the second best. Oh, sorry, have the best defensive record at home as well. A lot of one nil, a lot of grueling one nil defeats for Newcastle fans. Yeah, they've conceded <laughs> two at home this season, which is very strange. Um, what? Hold on. So Newcastle, what? Newcastle have collected the fewest Premier League home points, but have the best home defensive record. They have only conceded two. And they lost both have, of those matches. And they and they beat, but they beat Manchester United at home. Yeah. So that means that everyone has more than I imagine four points. Well, everyone else has also beat Manchester United at home. True. True. <laughs> let me let me go. Ma- to... Apart from Liverpool, oh, <laughs> oh we played him away. <laughs> Uh, ah, back at you. Still didn't it. win, though. Still didn't. Still win. didn't win. No, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, I will try and look that up while we dis- go on. Who, while you guys discuss this fixture, I'm not. We're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> is there such a thing as last on match of the day too? <laughs> I think there yeah, is. the one that even if it. Is not last. Nobody watches. Mm-hmm. Let me. Can I? Off by that point. Can I just try to bring a subtext to the service here? Are we all just thoroughly sick of football at the moment? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, we love it, but I, I'm just a bit sick of it. Uh, maybe this is the seven nil game. I don't know. Can you tell you know me what, I am that there's not a classico this weekend? <laughs> you did realize coming onto a football podcast, you would have to discuss football. Didn't you? Well, uh, I mean, let me be more specific. It's with that particular part of the season where we're not we're not to the crowded holiday fixture time yet. We're not at the point where any individual result is all that meaningful, and it's no longer new. So it's just, it's just sort of the autumn autumn doldrums, I'd say. Do you feel like this every um, year? It's an old thing I've just I've just made up. <laughs> on, on the pl- on the plus side, though, I feel a bit better about football because winning the title is no longer in Liverpool's hands. So. Is there such a thing as seasonal affective disorder, except for football? (laughs) I think it's it's fads, football affective. I find now that it's sort of, not that it's too much football, but it's too much football, too little time. And 
not enough streaming. Like, it's a combination of, like, wait, how did I miss that match? Oh, no, I can't watch this one. I'm, I'm already behind before I begin. You know, like, time zones and television stations and my own schedule are, like, conspiring to get in the way of watching matches. And so I'm just sort of all over frustrated. <laughs> No, I, it could also just be that I'm watching a match right now, and as as attacks unfold, I realize, well, this can't be a goal because Adam would have told me. <laughs> you don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't tell you about the sixth one. Yeah, true. All right, fair enough. Yeah, that was me. Okay, that's right. Waking that things match. up, start being like, oh no, and now Jamie Vardy is, you know, singing Yankee Doodle Dandy. <laughs> I'm I'm watching Villarreal. I'm watching that as well. Oh, did you see Santi just hit the post? Yeah. Bless him. Poor man. Jamie I mean, we're definitely... starting to do that thing that Ross really hates. So. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think we were allowed to watch other matches while we were doing this. Nobody told me this was in the room. <laughs> well, I'll move on by definitely saying that Jamie Vardy would definitely fight for the South. Um, <laughs> Arsenal versus Crystal Palace in the Ian Wright derby. Uh, Arsenal scored in all 19 home Premier League games against Crystal Palace. Um, against whom they're unbeaten since 2002. All right. I have a very biased and specific complaint for Nyamari, and that is that he is not using Lucas Doreira to the best of his abilities, or even to the best of Arsenal's abilities, and I'm cranky about that, in a very early no, Uruguayan there's fashion. Some, there's something up there. What is it? There's, there's something not quite right about that because there was a lot of... I, I, I think the, uh, people would accept that Torreira had a, a a good first season at Arsenal and it seems strange that he was being linked in the summer with moves uh, back to Italy and he has factored uh, um, sparingly for, for Arsenal I this so far this season and the, yeah there's something there's something not quite right yeah but even yes he had a good first season but even then it was like he was playing Emery was playing him sort of to plug gaps not where um, I mean, his, his leave, leave, leave Emery out of this he's going to be unemployed in the summer he's <laughs> probably going to be unemployed at Christmas yeah on the plus on the plus side for Torero he's not playing in the team that are rubbish but he's so good, and he's so versatile. I mean, you could, as we saw last season, you could put him anywhere. Um, but not anywhere. I mean, he, he, you wouldn't you wouldn't want him to certain. You wouldn't want him sort of defending against like Harry Maguire. So. I mean, look, I don't want any Uruguayans playing ever. When when Josema Jimenez came out in that. Atletico match over the weekend, I was like ready to, you know, get on an airplane and scream at Simeone for like bruising my <laughs> Uruguayan. So no, I want him wrapped up. But the fact is um, he's immensely capable and if I'm selfishly going to want him at his peak when we go into World Cup qualifying, like, you know, in a minute and a half, he needs matches. He needs minutes. And um, it doesn't make for Arsenal, who need a player. I have to say, in a team that features Mesut Ozil, or a squad that includes Mesut Ozil, to go on about Lucas Torreira not playing, it's quite niche. Mesut Ozil is an Arsenal player in in sort of concept only. 
He just models the kit in photos. They're, they're, good, they're literally going, in Jan, come January, they're going to pay him to not play for them. So. <laughs> Honestly, the best person to model the kit is Hector Bellerine, and you're lying, like, everybody's lying. They don't believe that to be true. Well, that, that so that's true. the only thing I think first bought Emery any sort of grace is the fact that people are saying, okay, let's let's wait and see what this team looks like with the their uh, with a pair of first choice um, fullbacks playing. But they're essentially a two man team, well, a one man team that's about to go back to being a two man team. Yeah. Okay. That's our they're, not, they're, not up to, they're not up to much. That's our Arsenal chat. Yeah. <laughs> big fans. Big fans. Big fans. <laughs> Adam's local team, like we keep saying. Listen, yeah. all I want in life is to go out to get dinner with Hector Bellerine, so. He was captain last night. My. Everything. I, I I always get every time I hear who ask who Arsenal's captain is, I get annoyed, and then I look at the team on the sheet and think, <laughs> where was the better option? <laughs> yeah, but there isn't one. Exactly. exactly. It's like, oh, Garrett Jack is club captain. How is that a thing? Oh, wait. Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. It was him or Nathan Willock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, less of all this weekend is uh, Norwich versus Manchester United in the Mark Robbins derby. Um, if Manchester United score, they'll be the first Premier League team to achieve 2,000 Premier League goals, which is pretty interesting. That strikes me. That strikes, I'm going to put that as that is a game that should be second from last on match of the day, but won't be because Manchester United could never achieve that feat. It's also on Sunday as well. Well, there we go. Um, there we go. That would be another <laughs> reason why not. Norwich is terrible, but they're kind of fun to watch. They were on a really poor run. They had that good start, didn't they, with Pukki sticking them in, and then um, the goals have dried up for them. That was a terrible way of phrasing it, but yes. <laughs> what did I say? I'm not repeating. Pukki dried up. Okay. <laughs> no, not that. Um, sticking it, sticking it in. Yeah. Oh. Um, Jesse, you've got a, a poor Chris, mind. Um, they're still. I still think they're they're sort of fun to watch. Hmm. Just I really like reckon? the big if there, if Manchester United score. Yes. Right. Yeah, I don't think they scored more than twice for uh, quite some time, have they? But they did win a game of football yesterday. Because did? <laughs> did did I wasn't on to talk about it, but did you enjoy that um, Marcus Rashford won their September goal month competition? Um, yeah. And the goal, the goal he scored was a penalty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only goal they scored in September. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah, it, it, I think you misread it. It's not a goal of the month competition. It's just Marcus Radford got the goal of the month. <laughs> oh, so sad. He's only going to be happy on Sunday afternoon, then. No. No. Justin. Who who knows? I mean, they they should they should find a way to turn Norwich over, but but none of us would be shocked if they don't. That's true. Yeah. They conspired to to, to um, grab defeat from the jaws of victory. Yeah, sounds like something Oregon <laughs> or Manchester United could do. I mean, they, they, listen, they were good against Liverpool for large stretches of that game. I mean, you, you thought maybe there's something here. You saw some tactical ideas being manifest on on the pitch by the players, and then they switch off. They switched off and, and allowed a, a a cross to to go by a couple of centre backs, and then Liverpool's Millhouse was there on the far post to finish. <laughs> 
they, they, those were essentially un-Manchester United ideas, though. How many times would you get away as Manchester United manager setting a team up like that? Yeah, and, and that's what, we, you know, Klopp was testing about that, and he sort of, um, you know, nobody nobody likes to break down an opponent that sits deep, and so they, they, they make sure to express that in their post-match comments. Don't enjoy playing against teams this way, therefore they shouldn't do it. But the onus is kind of on you to do it and break them down. True. It's it's not it's it's not a great place for Manchester United to be where you have to play that way to, to get a point at home, but but that's where they are right now. Okay. Uh, well look, that brings us to the end of our Premier League roundup. Um unless anyone's got any other business at all. I feel like there's the games you've not mentioned. Is there? Who are Liverpool playing? Spurs, we talked about that at the very beginning. We talked about that at the beginning, okay. Yeah. There you are. Yeah, Thanks. but who are Spurs playing? Right, see. That's the one I forgot. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Social media time, guys. Uh, Adam, if they want to follow you, what do they do? Um, uh, on Twitter. Is that you? Not, in, not in the street, no. Yeah. <laughs> not in person. Where are you? In the street. <laughs> I'm the sorry, street. Can I... well, You just head to the Emirates and you look around and I'll be there somewhere. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, no, um, Adam, I say 101. All right, Justin? What if I have a bit of last-minute business? Go then. There's, there's a video I think everyone should watch. You'd enjoy it. Sky Sports Football YouTube account. I have a video up called Halftime Rants and Last-Minute Equalizers. Experiencing, experiencing a match day with Hitchin Town. It's about 14 minutes long, and as it says on the tin, they, they follow Hitchin Town around for a match day at home. Hitchin Town are in the Evo Stick premiere, I think, now. Uh, this is significant is... Um, I played at Hitchitown in the early 90s, and watching this video, literally nothing has changed. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. And, it's, it, and, and that's significant because non-league football has had some fusion of cash in some quarters, and Borum with the team, the side I played for, have the ground and the stadium and everything is completely revamped. Nothing at all like when I was there. Hitchitown looks exactly the same, maybe a new coat of paint. And that's significant because I remember looking around while playing at Hitchintown and, and, and at that moment recognizing that this whole thing wasn't going well for me and that it might be time to think about something else as a career. But it's, it, me aside, it's, it's a very well-done video, and, and it, it gives a if, if you're tired of the glitz and glamour of the Premier League, even if you want to just take a 14-minute break from it, look that video up. I think they had a cup run not so long ago, uh, maybe about sort of five, ten years ago, in the FA Cup, and it made them a few quid. Yeah, I think maybe that's where the, the coat of paint came from. Yeah, there you go. Uh, go on then, if you want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? It's uh, keepers underscore union. Okay, Jesse? Chris? Hello, if they want to follow you, how do they do that? Uh, they could go to at Jesse Loesch. Roger, Roger. Okay, right, um, at Man of the Post Chris? is... What? If they want to follow you, how could they do that? They don't want to do that. At Sigham77. Thank you. Uh, at Man of the Post is our Twitter account. It's our Instagram account. Uh, you can follow us both on there. Um, you can like us on Facebook as well. Um, if you like what you hear, you can rate reviews on iTunes or other podcast uh, downloadable app. So that's Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, uh, or pod, um, iTunes. Um, you can rate reviewers, and anything is gratefully received as well. Uh, hopefully there will be a show on Sunday with uh, possibly Dave, but Ali and... Um, Chris as well with what we've been talking about and Jesse there was an unusual efforts podcast last week wasn't there there uh, was yes there, there was, was. Um, Megan Kirsten and I uh, talked about um, spreadsheets mental, mental health but also had re- we, we found the Skype 
subtitle feature. So we were going to have a very serious conversation until we dissolved into laughter. Um, and then we're doing another one uh, this weekend about um, Harry Potter and Halloween, things that I don't know a lot about. So I'll, again, get to sound like an idiot, which is one of my favorite things. <laughs> Okay, uh, so that's at News Leopards on Twitter as well if you want to uh, give those a follow. So, guys, thank you ever so much for joining me. Yeah, we just forgotten about Emma. <laughs> oh, no, I quit Twitter. Yeah. You did? That's why I could not find you. Yes, I quit. Yeah, but you can at least say thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Emma. Thank you ever so much for joining me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post.